Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. Los Masters of the Cinematic Universe. What's up? My name's Joe, and with me today is D- D- Doug and Eric. What's up, guys? <laughs> what what, what do, do you say to that? I'm trying to do no. my douche voice. Your douche voice. <laughs> Some might call it my regular voice. Oh. <laughs> Don't take the power Not away. Us, though. We love you. Yeah, yeah. man. So. So what's good, guys? What's going on? Yeah. I uh, I ran a bunch of uh, errands today, like a oh, real pro dad. Yeah, man. Uh, Halloween decorations on deck, fucking uh, mm-hmm. costumes, and and see the kids have to dress up for Halloween, but they also have to dress up for some sort of like dresses your favorite book character day at school. So we got it's like backstage on Broadway over here. There's just like there's costume changes happening. It's ridiculous, man. <laughs> That's that, not uh, fair to do that during Halloween week. That's kind of really crappy of the school. Isn't that, that furnace? Up? You're investing money in costumes for Halloween, and you got to buy separate stuff to do that. That's yeah. not nice. Yeah. Nah. Your uh, your your nice little Halloween decorations at your house though is pretty sweet. Oh, Thank you, man. Fantastic. Yeah, or should I say Christmas decorations? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, all, all you got to do is change Freddy Krueger's hat, and he can. Yeah, you're right. You know, but yeah, I, he does it the red and green. That's true. Yeah, we, I, we try to change the theme every year for Halloween because we're big Halloween people. And the front of our house last year was Ghostbusters. So I had Stay Puffed on the roof. I had, you know, fucking proton beams shooting out. And uh, this year we kind of procrastinated. And the easiest thing to throw together was uh, a Freddy Krueger uh, sort of house. So if you if you join our Facebook uh, Masters of Cinematic Universe page, I'll throw it up there take a short video so you can see it in action there's smoke there's fire there's fucking it's gonna be music it's pretty pretty cool speaking of that page we had five new people join within the last two days hey i love it building that um joe i'm gonna have to pull back the curtain for a second you're not muted on zoom i'm not no i'm not even in the audio it says click to join audio oh all right that's fine then sorry Hold on, I'll join it, then I can mute myself. <laughs> yeah, just to play it safe, because... There we there go. There you go. Because w- if we record your audio on Zoom, it's going to be harder to edit. I gotcha. 
So all right, curtain curtains closed again. We're back in <laughs> we're back into movie land. And action. Yeah, we yeah. we got a lot of new engagement uh because of Sam. Samantha Har uh, yeah. was was a guest yeah. on our last episode and uh she was gracious enough to share that with her uh listeners and followers. So um yeah. everybody so who's who's joining us from Semantics I know you guys. I love you guys, man. Uh welcome. Hope you enjoy the show. I um I talked to Sam uh, later in the week also because I wanted to double check and there because you know we had the question like how old is this motherfucker and she actually <laughs> gave me a, she gave me a response I recorded yeah. it too oh yeah old real as in not spring chickens as in over the hill okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> all of that is accurate one hundred percent. You know, 100%. So, speaking of old, Doug, uh, I don't think you were a grandfather last time we recorded this show. No, I was not. And now my perfect little granddaughter, Holly Elizabeth Christ, is um, a week and two days old. And congratulations. And we now have uh, November 7th locked in for our first visit to meet her. So, because um, they're, you know, they're about four hours away. Plus, with COVID and stuff, we got to make sure we plan things right. So, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to get to go see her. And that's nice. So fantastic. We're doing a Zoom tomorrow so we can see her doing her little baby things. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, like, crazy excited. <laughs> crazy. Uh, just like I bet. In, in love with her instantly. So That's amazing, yep. man. Thank it's, you. Thank it's you, super thank you. cool that you are now – it's an easy joke to make, the grandfather. Right. So, you know. But you're now a grandfather – and when I was talking yeah. to Joe, I said, you know, we're being pulled into your orbit because we're now <laughs> of the age where we have a friend who's a grandfather. That's, right. that's a, sort of a mini milestone for us. There you go. You know what there I mean? Not right. as big a deal for you. you know, I don't as know, for but, you, but No, I totally get it. And I'm glad to be the one to do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's, yeah, I could, we could talk all night, so I'll, I'll stop now. But, yeah, I, I'll, uh, she's... The light in our lives, no question. That's awesome, man. Yep, thank you. Joe, what's going on with you, man? What's new? Uh, well, I thought I was having a heart attack or a stroke or something last week. I had high blood pressure. Oh, that's uh, I mean, it was way through the roof, and I was, like, sweating cold. Like, my temperature was, like, 92 degrees, but I was still cold sweating. Oh, uh, so shit. I decided to, to take a sabbatical from my normal diet. Oh, <laughs> gee, that might be a good idea. Yeah, so I haven't had a soda in, like, almost two weeks okay well um, your blood sugar is gonna go you know back to normal yeah i've been drinking nothing but water and maybe pomegranate or cranberry juice something like that that's very good for you cut a lot of the red meat out switching mostly to like fish and chicken yep. um you know all the things that you know aren't as fun but you know they might keep me alive a little longer you'll get you'll get used to it and um you know the way you cook you'll whip up some good stuff oh no it tastes delicious got available to, yeah, I, know, exactly, I know how to so. make i know how to make like uh what do they right. say um out of out of shit or something <laughs> i forget I, I don't know the, i can yeah. spit polish a, a shit turn into a diamond exactly <laughs> something like that exactly. i can remember so uh, no nah, that's good for you though man that's good that makes me happy yeah other than that uh bunch of the same old uh, oh next week i'll be going to uh my son's field trip um chaperoning that for three days mm -hmm. at camp crystal lake that is fucking <laughs> that is that is the best yeah, yeah. it's a uh, funny because it's it's alachua county where i live gainesville is alachua county now yeah. the camp's in clay county however it's alachua county's school camp which makes no mm -hmm. sense right. um, but every every fifth grader in alachua county gets to go to this camp for free wow like, it's going back forever right um but uh, what's odd is, I grew up in Miami, everyone knows that, but after Hurricane Andrew hit in 1992, I moved to Gainesville for six months to live with my great uncle, mm -hmm. and that was my fifth grade year of elementary school, so I went to Camp Crystal when I was in elementary school. Oh, that's and, great. Okay. And I only lived in Gainesville for seven months, so like, right, right. the chances of that happening are crazy, and then I went with my other son like three or four years ago, and then I'll be going with this one this year, and then hopefully in the future the other two nice i yeah, mean well it's, it's fun i'll be thinking about you chaperoning fifth graders man i chaperoned high school band kids for 13 years and that was bad enough you're calling uh, it with wasn't, fifth graders it, it, it was insane 
At least the mm. fifth graders aren't trying to do stuff with their flutes. No, oh, <laughs> that's very true. Because I was in band, I know what yeah, that. Yeah, no, was like. we yeah we had we've had some incidents over the years. <laughs> that's awesome, though, man. I love I love uh, when I lived in New Jersey. I didn't live that far from the actual camp they used to film uh, the Friday Thirteenth <laughs> series, but you weren't allowed to go ever. They opened it up like once a year. Oh, really? At, and it right. filled up really fast. Like the tickets. Was it on a charity. Friday the Thirteenth? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. They probably. I kind of wish you know. we were going on a Friday the Thirteenth. Like, I would, that'd yeah. be extra creepy. We're yeah. going two days before Halloween, though. So, at least well, I'd, I'd rather have that actually. You know, that's really cool because you can really lay into it then. Yeah, yeah, and, and um, I might make make the kid watch the movie before we go, and then you know, kids yeah. are dumb; they don't realize that it's a different state. They're like, "Oh, Camp Crystal, it must be the only one in existence." <laughs> I got a hockey mask you could borrow. Oh man! Yeah. I might just go get one because it is Halloween time. I can get one anywhere right now, yeah. and then like because you know this place gets dark at night, and like uh, you know I'll just walk outside the the bunk and like stand out there with, <laughs> like outside the window. Yeah, you just need a Bluetooth speaker. <laughs> yep. Well, yeah, <laughs> guys, I don't I don't want to delay this any longer. We have something fun going on today. Tell me about it, Joe. Doug, where's your favorite place to vacation? Uh, Arizona desert. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was the Nevada desert. Well, yeah, it's the Nevada desert. Because you like to viva Las Vegas, right? Yes, I do. Well, today we're gonna viva Las Biodome. Mm, <laughs> let's waste the juice. Come on, let's get excited. Um, it's be- fucking be- crazy, bro. Before we start this movie, yeah. I didn't realize this till about a year ago when the documentary came out. This is a real fucking place, and this is oh, based yeah. off a real story. Yes. Um, it is, out of all right? the fucking like movies possible, yeah, ninety one. Um, th- th- and this place was a f- like they even make a reference to it. Is this one of those weird sex cult places? That's what that <laughs> place was. The oh, people shit. were like, if you watch the documentary, like they were like a weird uh, commune of people that would like dance and do performance plays and like sleep together Holy and shit. like. And those are the people that went to the first place called Biosphere Two. And the reason they named it that was because you know what Biosphere One is. What? The Earth itself. The Earth, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I watched this documentary, which if you guys <laughs> listen to this episode, if you are one of the people like me who enjoy this movie. One of the um, two or three. Yeah. It's really it's really fucking interesting to see like the biosphere or the spaceship Earth documentary on Hulu where they go to the, the original story of how it was built, how it was funded, because there is a leaky. There is a Faulkner. There is all of the fucking people from the movie. Holy like, shit. They're actually real versions of them. <laughs> and uh, the shit they did, they went in for two years, though. Um, and someone did leave in the middle of it and come back. So, like, uh-huh. it's pretty fucking crazy um, It like that they did this. And they do make a reference when, um, like I said, the, the whole sex cult thing was, it was a reference to that. Yeah. See, I should have watched the documentary first because once I finished the movie, I had no energy to watch the documentary. <laughs> well, what was also cool is um, a lot of the scenes, like when they're indoor outdoor, like where they're in the biodome, but they're in the outdoor parts of the biodome. Yeah. It was filmed in the actual biosphere too. Oh, it was. Yeah. So you'll see like parts like of like it, it's in Oracle, Arizona, which is just northeast of Tucson. Okay. Hmm. Um. So you'll see like. When the people are in like the documentary walking around, like, oh, that's the fucking cliffs they were like dancing on and shit. There's the the waterfall. Oh okay. wow, that's yeah, cool. So it, it, it sounds that, it sounds like I'll enjoy this documentary maybe a little more than I enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I don't know. So Doug, when, when I come to visit you in Las Vegas when you move there, we're taking yep. a road trip down to the fucking biosphere. You got it, man. I'm with you. It's open to the public now too. So like, I really <laughs> want to go. It's fucking cool. Yeah, I will absolutely do that with you. It looks like Epcot Center in the desert. Um, now uh, before we start this we do know there's a man in this movie named Dr. Noah Faulkner who's pretty much the main pro and antagonist at the same time (laughs) Um, did you know they tell us in the movie that this man has three nipples right Mm -hmm. Yes. but did you also know that he has no dick yes (laughs) and Um, and I will say this when he popped up my brain went oh my god (laughs) But yeah. then there was like a moment of doubt because of that crazy wig he, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever, that whatever's mullet, happening with his hair. Going. Yeah. 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 I, I, I th- instantly thought of Eric when I, when I thought of this. And then I, I, I pulled a little line of Dr. Noah Faulkner talking for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Sure. I want to know more about what you do here. 
Frankly, there have been a lot of wild stories in the media, and we want to assess any possible environmental impact from your operation. For instance, the presence of noxious, possibly hazardous waste chemicals in your basement. Now, you either show me what is down there, or I come back with a court order. Is he talking about Biodome, or is he talking about the fucking Ghostbusters headquarters? Yeah, I know, exactly. That, that's very applicable to either one of these fucking yeah, movies. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I do have another bit of trivia later in the movie that I'll drop on you. Uh, that's a Ghostbusters tie-in, and hopefully uh, one of you picked it up. But if you didn't, hopefully it blows your mind. Oh, I'm cool. looking forward to getting my mind blown. Yep. Because uh, I think you'll really enjoy that one, Aaron. I think that might be my one, like, my, my Hail Mary to win you over on this movie. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready, man. Um, so we get, like, a two-minute, like opening of just like randomness and like punk Jesus rock music Jesus Christ was that a long intro but <laughs> yeah yeah I didn't was. remember it being that long but and it's just it's just weird shit like driving a car a house a cow some newspapers um, mm-hmm. it's like what you would think of a low budget music video with no band oh yeah it was very MTV like and they play they're, they're like me they play the entire song <laughs> yeah, sure. I know. Like we're gonna play this whole song for the intro. We can't. There's. We can't cut the song out. I mean, it's not literally saying the same thing over and over again. It's. It's. It's got a whole bunch of new stuff to it. Well, hey, we paid for this shit. We're gonna use it. Also, I gotta say, it said uh, Weasel Productions credited as one of the production houses for this movie. So, Pauly Shore was a producer on this film. Is that correct? I, I think so. I okay. You know, you know his so. mom, uh, Mitzi, runs the comedy store and. Uh, yeah, not, yeah. Not anymore. Well, oh, yeah, well, she did for, <laughs> for years. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, oh, you know what's hilarious, man? My son calls tombstones ripstones because he's very literal. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So with with Halloween around, like he's like, yeah. Oh no, he was talking about uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He was like, I love that scene. Where the skeleton boy is singing and that girl's hiding behind all the ripstones. That's funny. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, that's great. Well, I'll tell oh. you, your son would love the Swedish language. Okay. Because right. everything is literal. Oh. Like a hospital, hospital literally translates into sick house. All right. I like that. Okay. A cemetery translates into grave place. <laughs> all right. Grave place. I love it. Erica is a grandmother. No, she's a farmer. She's oh. father's mother. Father's mother. Okay. Oh, and wow. if it's a daughter, it's mother's. It's more more. It's m- mother's mother. So it's very literal. So your your son would definitely dig that if he learned Swedish. <laughs> I'm gonna have to um, point him in that direction. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more bits of trivia that you know lead in this movie. Um, I talked about how Biosphere Two is some of the indoor outdoor sections, but all the rest of the indoor sections as well as the front entrance were filmed at the Japanese garden at the Donald T. Tillman water plant in the San Fernando Valley in California. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Which, if, if you're like me, you instantly recognize this place also as Starfleet Academy. Because that's what <laughs> yeah, it is in they every Star the Trek. Same. It's been used a lot of different places, yeah. yeah. But in every Star Trek series, going back, except for the new, new one, except for Picard. Picard used the one that they have Nam at. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, right. But in every yeah. other one, it's been this same building. Like so, every time they go there, I'm like, I'm like Biodome. <laughs> <laughs> I keep hoping Picard's gonna run into fucking like a uh, Bud and Doyle. <laughs> oh God! Because you know they got offered jobs there that are high, big bucks. Yeah. And I also I also noticed uh, Stephen Baldwin's name pop up when these credits started, and I yeah. felt a chill run down my spine. Um, yeah, it's a little top. I mean, what's the chances that we're doing this movie the same week that his brother accidentally had the accident? I know. Oh God, that's that was that was super weird, man. That whole yeah. following that going down that rabbit hole and and the negligence yeah. and and the cutting corners, man, that's crazy. Did you yes. see the um, the <laughs> the podcast interview with the prop master? No, talking? God, no. <laughs> she got inter- She was interviewed on a podcast before. Uh, the movie started shooting and she's apparently she's the daughter of a Hollywood legend prop master I don't remember her name or his name oh. and she talked about how she was nervous um, because it was only her second movie first yeah. as her only second movie is the ma- the prop master she's only 24 years old and then this happens yeah, yeah wow that's not fucking great yep. um, the last bit of trivia I have here that's pre-movie stuff 
it's not stuff that I'm going to drop during the movie, is um, the original Biosphere 2 was an idea created from watching a movie called Silent Running that came out in 1972. Yep. Um, it was an environmental-themed American post-apocalyptic science fiction film um, directed by Douglas Tr- Trumbull. Yeah. Um, and it was basically like in a, a dome in space where they were living after yeah. like the world ended. Uh, yeah, Bruce, it looked interesting. Bruce Stern, Bruce Stern starred in that one. Yeah. Great movie. A little um, heavy-handed, I'll, but that was typical 70s. <laughs> I, I might watch it just because, you know, it's got the yeah. tie in here. And I thought yeah. that was kind of interesting also. It's a good movie. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. It's, it's dated. There's no question, but it's worth a watch. Now, as is the fashion of some of my favorite movies, we start with a cold open, which is like a news broadcast or like a real a setup thing. So very similar to how, um, you know, the best movie of all time, Idiocracy, began. I love mm-hmm. the qualifier. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to play you guys a little bit of a, a clip here to, to kind of break down the beginning of this movie and the whole introduction to the biodome itself. Over the last few years, mankind has been witness to a continual parade of environmental disasters, leaving many searching for a ray of hope in an already bleak landscape. This is it, isn't it? Ah, jeez, look at this. Look at this, and it's mine. The place is the Arizona desert. Here, a team of scientists and investors, led by Dr. Noah Faulkner, has come together to create the first space station on Earth. A self-contained world, a pure environment, unspoiled, unpolluted, a world that no longer exists outside. This Earth Day, Dr. Faulkner and four carefully chosen, highly qualified scientists will seal themselves inside. Their mission will be to sustain life for one year while living in harmony with nature. Welcome to Biodome. Congratulations, Biodome 5, and good luck. On your steady shoulders rest the hopes and dreams of the scientific community and perhaps the very survival of the human race. So uh, behind that audio, you see just like this kind of like um, old old style video reel of them like just kind of showing what's going on, showing the land, them breaking ground. Um, you know, uh, Faulkner when he has like he looks almost identical, but the um, uh, leaky looks a little different. Um, which uh, there was a real life fucking leaky too. <laughs> I huh. mean, yeah, he was um, one of the. He's from a family, one of the richest four families in America at the time. He was the the financier. For the original um, uh, Biosphere, uh, my mind just went blank on his name. It's uh, Ed Ed Hall or something. Ed Bass, um, which I'm trying to remember the uh, company his family ran. There was a it was an oil company out of Texas. Huh. Um, no, he he kind of saved this movie for me, man. I gotta um, be honest with you. He was in in uh, 2012. He was number 239 on Forbes uh, 400 list, and was worth two billion dollars at that point in time. Um, I'm not sure the the name of his the company, but his his it was his family company, and it was extremely uh, well well off to put it that way. <laughs> um, I don't see it on here anywhere easily to find, so I'm not going to bother looking for it too much longer. Let's get into this this wonderful movie that Doug loves so much. Yeah, <laughs> Doug looks so unhappy right now. <laughs> we start with our two heroes, Bud and Doyle. Ugh. And they're playing paper, rock, scissors. And, of course, Doyle loses because paper covers rock. So he has to <laughs> assume the position. Uh, this means he kind of just bends over, his hands on his knees, and, and his head up forward. Uh, Bud runs down the hallway with an encyclopedia in his hands at full speed and just smashes Doyle right in the forehead. And he does like a comic back roll flip into like some kind of bookshelf armoire thing. Yes. Um, and, and there's cartoon sound effects even. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You you lost me on this movie as soon as I <laughs> as soon as this scene hit. I was like, holy 1991, man! Like, what the fuck is it's going a cartoon. on? Cartoon. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he stumbles forward and then kind of passes out. Now, this Bud and Doyle is Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin. I don't know how he pronounces his name. Stephen. Um, I'm, I'm sure it's the most douchey way possible because in real life, he's not a great person. Oh, no. He's an awful human. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's the worst. But mm-hmm. in this movie, 
I, I like him in this movie. Okay. Um, so, uh, Blood bo- uh, Bud blows onto the encyclopedia and says, perfect. Um, as we go outside now, we see a Toyota Celica convertible pull in with two uh, chicks inside. Um, they get are out they of the car. Joe, or are they yeah, just like, ladies? No, in 1996, they're chicks. That, that's what you call girls like dressed like that. And this time, you know, in that time period, we're not talking in 2021. Okay. We're talking in the they, 90s. No. This is this is a problematic ass movie. So everything, yeah. everything yeah. in this I mean, movie. If you watch this in the 90s, it's like fuck. That's just what it is. But you watch it today, it's like oh fucking PC police, here we come. Oh, yeah, back in these yeah. days, we used to call them bitches. I mean, when you talk like this, you're really bringing on a whole new level. Um, so Bud says hi Momo and Porky which I guess is the nicknames for Monique and um, Jen (laughs) Uh, Monique is also um, Joey Lauren Adams who's been like in a million and a half things Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. also uh, another great Kevin Smith movie Chasing Amy Mm -hmm. where she's the uh, main character of that movie too that's a good movie that is a good movie (laughs) so at least we know she she can perform in a good movie for sure. Um, it turns out that these are Bud and Doyle's girlfriends. Um, so they get out and they're wearing like what I call 90s skate punk attire. <laughs> it's just like yeah. the tightest little t-shirts and short skirts and short shorts. Right. And all, everything's half, cut off. Half cut. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No brawls, of course, in this entire. There's no brawls in this movie, I think, except for the one hanging from the tree. That's the only one I've seen this entire movie. <laughs> yeah. Bud greets uh, his girlfriend by pinching her nipples. And yeah. uh, the actress genuinely looks surprised in the scene, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know how they got this, like, oh, past, so much past, like, in this movie. Like, it was cool, cool to do. But um, they Monique does walk up to Bud. They, they do a quick kiss, and then there's some nipple twisting going on, and asks if the boys are ready to go. Bud says they can't go to Earth Day because Doyle had an accident. And this is where I get to um, a clip, just because... It's, it's fun to hear their voices and hear them talking for the first time in the beginning of this movie. So, let's roll it. Come here, I'll show you. Look at his wrist, it's quivering. It's oh bad. my god, what happened? I'm no doctor, but I think he's brain dead. Yeah, and? Um, well, in tribute to Earth Day, right? Dora was up on the couch trying to take down the mahi-mahi. Set it free, free mahi mahi, free mahi mahi, if you will, and then kaboom! Gravity snatched mm. the poor little boy, and he fell down like a rag doll. This wouldn't happen to be one of your convenient little accidents, would it? Monique, look, you call a huge whelp and the guy's had an accident. I can't make that up. See? Huh? Please let me out, mommy, or at least slide another pancake under the door. Oh, my poor doily. Okay, let's play, nurse. I smell a scam. Oh, no, that's Doyle. He's got a quivery colon. That's cute. Damn it, but you guys promised to help us pick up trash today. Yeah, that's what Earth Day's all about, saving the environment. Girls, you're thinking too globally. You have to act locally. We need to stay here and help Doyle merge on the road to recovery. All right, bud. You win. Again. (laughs) Win? This isn't a contest, Monique. It's not a game here. Come on, give me a kiss. Come on, what do you think? It's not my fault. It's you little dick! Ah! Cramp my butt. Oh, the only thing that hit Doyle's head is this book. Oh. Ow! 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 I can't believe you cracked Doyle's skull just to get out of this. I don't understand. The book fell on him. I mean, well, he fell in the book. They collided. Bullshit. God, it is just like you two to try and weasel out of your responsibilities on Earth Day. Yeah, this is Hands Across America all over again. I had arthritis. <sighs> Barmaid? I had fleas. The Save the Wells rally? Saltwater makes Doyle boat? You guys are pathetic. Thanks for coming, Mom! Face it, we are dating primates. Well, they're getting better. They're taking yoga. And you're the one that keeps on raving about how flexible Bud is getting. There is something about a man who can lick his own bag. We just have to be patient. Freeing the mahi-mahi? What kind of mind thinks up crap like that? They should be taught a lesson. They should be punished. Okay, so Doug, you ask 
why I like this movie so much. Mm-hmm. What kind of mind thinks of shit like that? This okay. guy. <laughs> what has two thumbs and thinks of shit like this? Eric, how much crap have I asked you to draw? <laughs> oh, no. I, listen, I... For me, when I was watching this, okay, it is a wonderful little time capsule. I will say yeah. that. You know, in, into, like, early 90s, like, Beavis and Butthead, you know, like, it, it does encapsulate that era really well. But my issue with this movie so far is just, like, it's it's very... Pauly Shore, like Pauly Shore is a lot, man. Like small doses, yeah. but he's just doing the thing, and he, uh, mahi mahi, he's doing the fish lips, and it's like, all right, slow, <laughs> slow down. Yeah, man. Like, you got to remember the time. the 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 main form of entertainment in this country was Pauly Shore and Adam Sandler. So, like, yeah, no, I I remember. You know, listen, it, it's of the era. I will say that. Yeah. Um. Watch, watch this movie in that mindset, and you know, you feel a little better about it. It won't change my mind. Um. <laughs> I will say though, they badly done movie. They are no, but the movie's actually. Think about this though. In in the in the era, you have shows like Friends, where they're living in this like rich ass penthouse in New York. None of them have a job. That's not realistic. This movie is fucking realistic. This is the shithole they'd be living in. This is the manipulative tactics they'd take to try to get out of doing some shit they don't want to do. Like this movie's as real as it gets. You are reaching into a bag of tricks that has no bottom, (laughs) Joe. No, I mean. This is the kind of stupid Joe. shit someone would say. Like, this isn't a well-thought-out argument. This is some something stupid that two stoners would come up with. But it's just badly done. It's so they, bad. They even thought so far as to put his hair over the thing so they might not notice that it was a fucking book. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, I knew people and like in, this. And in every, like, every time they cut to him in that scene, his hair was in a different position. Yeah. So. But see, I knew people like this. Like, this like, the kind of people I hung out with him, you know. So, like, this shit's real to me. This is, like, the people. But anyways, getting back to it. They try to get out of the thing by hitting him in the head with a book. They say they can't go. The girls figure out their fucking scam, and they take off. Um, and now they want to teach them a lesson. So, we get back to the, the heroes of this movie. And I'm using that capital H, hero. I'm just trying to make Doug fucking laugh. Um, they're watching TV. Uh, Bud tells Doyle to grab his foot and join in him in chewing off his toenails, which is disgusting. Yeah. yeah. It's just the grossest fucking thing ever. Um, he says, make sure he gets the one with the corn on it. I mean, I got a problem with feet to begin with. And I couldn't even watch that. I just Oof. looked away. Um, I looked away. Yeah, the things, they, they actually really did a lot of the shit in this movie, too. It's not like they had a stuntman doing the shit. He put his foot in his mouth. Uh-huh. And there was a toenail there. Oh, um, God. Bud says he likes it. Like he, well, he says like that. Doyle likes doing this. Basically, like he's he's like, Bud is definitely the fucking like dom in this relationship. Like, <laughs> you know, there's a dom and a sub in this relationship, and Bud is definitely the dom. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, the girls call the boys, and Bud asks how their sanitation's going. Um. And they'd say that they're going to split with some guys they just met and go to a kegger at Vasquez Lake. Um, Bud, like, all of a sudden is shocked that they met men of the male persuasion. Oh, God. <laughs> it is a lot, but still. Um, yeah, and then the girls, like, rub it in even further by saying that they're on the swim team. Um, Bud <laughs> just straight up says, you cannot go to this party at Vasquez Lake with the swimmers. Okay. <laughs> like, uh, But Monique stands her ground. She says... Uh, yeah, we're going. Um, she looks over and like just pretends to yell at the swimmers to hold on. They're, they're going to come. And then she just hangs up on Bud. Uh, Bud tells Doyle what's going on. And he says they've been seduced by breaststrokers. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking terminology they use. Yes. Um, the girls are now celebrating that they think they actually bought it. Doyle's starting to get worked up. He says, uh, swimmers, do you know how many diseases there are in pools? Of course, uh, Bud chimes in with, especially after we've swam in them. Uh, they can't believe this, that there's shaved down pool Nazis oiling up their women and swimming with them in an Olympic-sized toilet. <laughs> it's the, the writing is clever, even if it's not delivered well. <laughs> I mean, okay. it's it's delivered well. It's just, it's... it's uh, you got to think 90s. It's cartoonish, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the It's so flamboyant. And, and don't we get the reveal early on in this movie that they're bisexual? 
the two of them. Oh, yeah. It's coming up very soon. Okay. I actually might have pulled a clip. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they call them grape smugglers. And then we cut to the boys in the car going to pick up the women because they're not having this. And they're actually going to get off the couch. Uh, Bud's lighting a pack of firecrackers as he asks, can you believe them? They think that we don't care about the environment. He throws the firecrackers out of the window and blows up a rabbit, <laughs> which has another one of your cartoon sounds when it blows up into the air. <laughs> uh, Doyle isn't going to lose his lover to some steroid friendly web footed por- porpoise prissy punk. <laughs> um, so, uh, Bud says they don't need to worry. The fact that they actually got off their couch will make the girl like, you know, the girls go crazy and go into seizures. They won't believe them. Um, then they see a mall and uh, Doyle thinks it must be getting ready to grand open. And uh, when they see it, they read the sign. And here's what the sign says. Biodome. <laughs> Think that means it goes both ways? I don't know, but we do. <laughs> <laughs> And at this exact moment, I'd like to thank Patreon Robert James Smith of The Cure fame, because uh, that made me think about him for some reason. <laughs> I was going to say, shockingly progressive moment for an early 90s film that later is not progressive at all. Yeah. In any I other they're, scene. They're equal, opportun- op- equal opportunity opportunists. Equal opportunity offenders. Yeah, yeah, like they don't care who they're like sexually uh, harassing. They're going to sexually harass them. No, that that honestly surprised me for a movie that was made in this era cuz I you know, homophobia was was at its peak in the early 90s, man. Yeah, it really yes, was. Sir. And they they were cool with it. Um so one point for Biodome. But man, <laughs> it loses points later with the uh the near rape. So, (laughs) that is bad. Um, So the boys um, are sitting there looking at a trashed out creek and lake bed, which I'm assuming at one point was Vasquez Lake. Yep. Um, And they realize that they've been had. Um, But they are proud that they have such crafty girlfriends. (laughs) They look around and see like what a shithole's been uh, become, and then there was like a flashback to when they were kids. Um, and in the flashback, we see Bud being held underwater by Doyle's mom, teaching him how to swim and hold his breath. And here's a bit of trivia. You know who that is? Patricia no. Hurst. Patricia Hurst. Patricia Hurst. Of fucking yes. Hurst fame. The girl that kidnapped herself. What? Yeah. That's her. <laughs> That's her. What the fuck? Yeah. And she had been pardoned from jail by Bill Clinton, who he has another connection later in this movie. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, well, Patty actually, Hurst two was, other connections she was later in this movie. too. Oh shit! Oh, you're right. She was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought this movie couldn't get any weirder, man. In each, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'm telling you, there's was, so many fucking Hurst. odds and connections in this movie. Yeah. Um. So, uh, uh, Doyle. At this point, uh, they get back to the out of the flashback. Doyle throws his cup over his shoulder, and Bud like looks at him. Don't throw that on the ground. <laughs> and like you think, maybe for a second he's become decent, and maybe he's learned a lesson. Maybe he cares about the environment. Nope. He walks it up, rips the proof of purchase off, and says he gets a free refill, and then he throws the cup on the ground. Um, yeah, that minute you talked about where you thought he was doing something good, I didn't think that. Like, I, you know, you knew it was going to be some fucking setup. It didn't setup. convince me. <laughs> it was definitely a setup for joke. This this felt like um, the class in film school where they're like, character arc. Like, yeah. make, you know. It, yeah, it was way right. too soon for him to have learned his lesson. Like, yes. Um, so uh, they do this weird tribal dance they do every once in a while in this movie. I don't really get this, but like every time they want to celebrate something, they do what's called the tribal dance. Um, then as they're uh, driving back, uh, Doyle realizes he has to take a piss and he cannot cork it. Uh, so Bud says, let's go to the mall. Welcome to Biodome. Welcome to the future. Welcome to the place I am going to drain my lizard. Viva. Los Biodome. That's what made the poster, right? <laughs> yes. And they're driving around in a beat-up ass old uh, Chevy Nova, which is actually a pretty yes. cool car. That was that. I like the car. I do like the car. In that cool moss green finish, and just as it was way too early for him to learn a lesson, it's also fairly early for me now to play this next clip. But I have to. This is our full introduction to the Biodome Five, Mister Leaky, the Biodome itself, as well as them 
learning how to take a piss. After all our careful planning, the many years of meticulous research and experimentation, our dream is finally at hand. Dr. Noah Faulkner. Thank you. Thank you. We stand today at the bridge to a future where man and the ecosystem can live in harmony and make it possible for us not only to balance our own fragile planet, but one day to sustain life on new worlds far, far away. You have entrusted us with an awesome responsibility. Is it okay if my friend goes inside and pees in your mouth? Because it didn't occur to him to do it at the lake and he can't cork it. Back off, punks. Stay, yes, sir! Listen up, bacon boy. Just want to go inside and take a pee and then we gotta go. Yeah, we're up with that, G. Girls want to get physical. Stubbs, okay. I kill you. Whoa, a little demon. Uh... <laughs> Exhale, Stubbs. Go, go. Sorry about this. <laughs> Please, I would like to introduce my team. Miss Olivia Biggs, our geologist. Mr. T.C. Romulus, our entomologist. Miss Petra von Kant, our oceanographer. And Miss Mimi Simpkins, our agriculturalist. I can't do it here. Tiny help is that stage fright. Just think of the water. You're standing. Just come on. Just let it go. Come on. Hurry. I can't do it here. In the hopes of bettering our environmental. Hey, come on. Give me your smile. With the cutting of this ribbon, a new era in science and technology begins. What? No, there's no stores or food courts or toiletries. There's got to be a toiletry around here somewhere. You know? Now look at all the vegetation for your fertilization. Well, it, it oh, seems as if someone was a little eager to celebrate. <laughs> oh, bless you. I know how you feel. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. <laughs> Give me the scissors. Warning, warning, warning. Toxins being introduced in the rainforest. Homeostasis is at 99.1%. Here we go. See you in a year. Good luck. You okay? Mm, he pulled a Ned. Let's get out of this Jurassic Mall, find our girl, and take care of what we need to take care of. Security breach? Who are these men? 
Has the biodome been contaminated? <laughs> oh, no, no. Ladies and gentlemen, surprise, surprise. We are pleased to announce the arrival of our two special scientists. Beam me up, Stubby. Jim, he's a Vulcan. This way. This pre-planned addition to Team Biodome is intended to simulate the chaos theory as we encounter it in nature. Well, we'll have plenty more information on this a little later on, and I'll get back to you. But as you see, right now we have work to do. Work to do. All right, so sorry about the length of that clip, but it's just a massive exposition dump. <laughs> yeah, making, so, yeah. Me, making me relive so much of this movie <laughs> is not helping your cause, dude. I, really went through, I went through and recut these clips longer today just because you said that to me, by the way. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Whoever wrote the no. scene sat at his computer, had just watched Jurassic Park, and not only said Jurassic, what did he say? Let's get out of Jurassic Mall. And then yeah. eight sentences later said uh, Chaos Theory. So you could yeah, tell yeah. it was yeah. like three joints deep, and he was like, yeah, man. Yep. Well, that's that. that'll be a point of mine later. <laughs> we get um, introduced to the Biodome 5, um, which I do have a gripe with this later, too, which I'll get to. But they introduce um, Petra Von Kunt, which is a fucking funny name, <laughs> as the oceanographer and Mimi Timpkins as the botanist. And I will bring this up later as to why that, uh, that, that gripes me. Um, it might be one of my detractors in this movie of, okay. of continuity. Um, interspersed with the introduction of the biodome, what they're there for, we get Bud and Doyle trying to sneak into the biodome to take a piss because they think it's a mall. Uh, and then we actually get Doyle pissing into a waterfall. <laughs> um, and at the end of the clip, we get them walking forward just after the, uh, the biodomers got sealed in. And um, they walk up to the window waving, and then Leaky has a fucking uh, full-on <laughs> freak out. Which, Leaky, let me talk about Leaky for a second here. When I was younger, I hated him. I don't know, I thought he was a big piece of shit, he was a douchebag, he was the fucking man. Now I watch his movie, he's fucking cool the whole time. Like, Oh, he saves the whole thing. Yeah, he covers everyone's ass, he like doesn't ever fucking like lose his cool, really. I mean, he might lose it for a second, but he gets it right back together. Okay, fuck it. Right. Let me come up with some shit. Okay, this is chaos here. Um, you he's know. quick on his feet, exactly. Yeah. And, and like, right, while we're while we're talking about Leaky, I've got to give a huge tip of the hat to Henry Gibson, the actor who plays him. Yeah, he's old, he's been one of my favorite character actors. I grew up with this guy. Like he was in every TV show, like The Six Million Dollar Man, The Love Boat, um, you know, The Rockford Files, like the, the Beverly Hillbillies. This guy was in everything. He was in Laughing. He was a regular cast member on Laughing. And he even played the head Nazi on in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> oh, okay. shit. Yeah. So he suffered so much in this movie <laughs> as an actor. I, I will know tell you, hit. this movie does not suffer from casting except for Pauly Shore and Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I just I had it. I had to give a nod to to Mr. Henry Gibson because I love the dude and. Yeah, he might have been, besides the soundtrack, the only redeeming thing in this movie for me. Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. <laughs> no, Joe, it's so, funny. That's true. Like, the leads of this movie are the weakest links. It's, it's yeah. kind of yes. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And there's some trivia about that, too. They could have made this movie without them and just basically made the Biosphere 2 story. <laughs> no, it was supposed to be uh, Dana Gould and uh, Harlan Williams. Uh -huh. And well, this was somehow they got pushed out. This was also supposed to be a Bill and Ted sequel originally. <laughs> <laughs> oh really yeah oh, god but um, i think yeah anyway yeah so next we're in the biodome we see bud and doyle's police reports printing out um <laughs> leaky asks who would be stupid enough to think the biodome was a mall obviously he hasn't met bud and doyle <laughs> yeah. um leaky says he wants them out right now but Faulkner tells them that the doors are sealed for a year and they can't be open because it would compromise the integrity of the scientific data which once again, going back to the to true story bias for two, they did a girl got her hand caught in one of the wheat threshers and it ripped off her fingers and they had to take her out for surgery. Holy crap. But, but the whole like thing, this was like a massive news story. Apparently when she came back, she had two duffel bags with her and they said that it was, you know, 
they didn't know what she brought in with her, but it was compromising the integrity of the experiment and, and all this shit. It was also funny when they closed the real door, the door wouldn't close and they had to try to close like four times for the thing to fucking close. And there's a girl, like the video of them, the girl's like, just let me, just get out of the way. Just let me close it. I'm telling the guy. I'm telling you, watch the documentary. It's pretty interesting. It's nothing like this movie at I'll all. I'll cleanse my palate a little more and I'll watch it. It's definitely nothing like this movie except for the they're in a biodome. That's about the okay. only similarities and the people like exist. Right, right. Um, Leaky says he has $100 million invested and he doesn't want to lose it because two twits from Tucson can't tell the difference between a mall toilet and a rainforest. <laughs> um, while while uh, Faulkner and, and uh, Leaky are talking, we get interspersed with Bud and Doyle hitting on Mimi. Um, Bud asks if she's tired, you know, from running through his mind all day. <laughs> then Doyle asks if she's yogurt, would she be fruit on the bottom or stirred? <laughs> Just like, oh, terrible. Um, Noah decides, uh, well, I call him Noah here. I don't like Faulkner decides they need to stay. Uh, but Petra says, you know, would two, like adding two people throw the system off balance. And Faulkner says the system's going to adapt. Um, Bud asked Mimi if it hurt when she fell from heaven. <laughs> They're like the worst pickup lines ever. I'm not done with that page of notes yet. I don't know why. I got I got like eight pages like this, Doug, just so you know what's coming up. Oh, oh my gosh. This looks like your manifesto, <laughs> brother. Right? <laughs> um, I have a real quick... This is definitely compared to the last clip. Most of the clips from this point on are quick. There's one more long one, but the majority of them are quick little clips from now on. Um, this is Faulkner inviting them to play here and probably my most quoted thing from this movie. Bud Doyle, hello. <laughs> I'm Dr. Noah Faulkner. You may recognize me from my Biden films on television. Um, are you the guy with the spray on hair? <laughs> anyway, as I'm sure you already know, you have stumbled into an exciting new world. Uh, tell me, have you ever dreamt... <laughs> of being famous. When I was a little kid, I wanted to be a rock star because I could do this with my finger. But as I got older, I realized that the reality of the corporate rock world sucked. And besides, you only knew one song. Iron Man, Iron Man, does whatever and I can. That's Spider-Man. Black Sabbath did Iron Man. Oh, come on. What are you... Think you're so smart? What do you think you're some rocket scientist? Yes. Sorry. What do you boys want out of life? To die and come back as a leotard? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may be able to offer you a springboard to that future. We would like you to stay with us. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a minute, man. You guys aren't one of those freaky clans, are you? Huh? Dancing naked, you want us to take off all our clothes, you're gonna feed us some weird punch. No. Damn it. We almost had it. It's this close. Um so that last line there was what I was talking about earlier, like the real biosphere people were a freaky clan that wanted to dance around <laughs> and take off all their clothes. Um, but one of my favorite things is whenever anybody says Spider Man or Iron Man, I'm like, Spider or Iron Man, Iron Man and then I always say, No, that's Spider Man. Black Sabbath did Iron Man. <laughs> so I say that shit. That's one of my in this household things like you guys say all the time. That's one of my lines. Um, but I could appreciate Faulkner's being surprisingly pretty fucking cool. <laughs> like, uh, he's, he's being cool, dude. Uh, I will say this was the first time that I even cracked a smile in this movie is when Polly Shore uh, uttered the line, feed us some weird punch. <laughs> because, and I can't explain it. It doesn't make any logical sense because half the shit he says in this movie is fucking nonsense. <laughs> half? But, well, like three quarters. You know, this. it feels like he went on a tangent and for some reason to be fed a liquid instead of drinking a liquid, I don't know, it tickled me for yes. a Yes. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. Uh, but no, um, so I'm just like, to this point, you know, everyone's being pretty like accepting of this shitty situation like Fokker wide arm opens them in like he's not being a dick I mean he's being pretentious but he's not being a dick yeah um, yeah 
he's trying to make them feel at home. And they, they're fucking, he asked their goal is to be a leotard. He goes, I'm going to give you something to springboard you to that future. Like, like that's even a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking entertains it like it's a possibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great. Yeah, he's, um, he's definitely placating to these, to these idiots. Yeah. So uh, Faulkner shows Bud and Doyle the room, which is a custodial closet. Um, they ask if they can have like comfy beds like the ones at the mall that have fat magic fingers and that the Taurus tell their the Taurus kids tell their daddies to look at. <laughs> hey daddy, come look at this bed over here. Um, Faulkner says they have no extra beds. They ask if they can just have a regular mattress. Once again he says no. Uh, now Petra and Mimi, bless their hearts, come over being as nice as possible to give them like some sheets, a blanket, and a pillow. And right go away, they just go right back into horny douchebag mode. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. yeah. They couldn't even be fucking cool about it for a second. They're like, have you ever been with a squirrely and a stub? And they're like... And the girls just look disgusted as they walk away. Um, they decide to play paper, rock, scissors. Once for the pillow, once for the blanket, and once for fun. Of course, Doyle loses all three because he chooses rock every single time he plays paper, rock, scissors. He chooses rock. <laughs> if you watch in the beginning, he chooses rock. All three of these times he chooses rock... Uh, this may come back later in the movie, you know, mm-hmm. to haunt him. But he does choose rock every single time that he plays paper, rock, scissors. Um, it's nighttime. Uh, Bud and Doyle can't sleep. Doyle is wrapped up in a trash bag and using a mop for a pillow. Because <laughs> that just sounds comfortable and not disgusting. Um, well, he does chew his own toenails and corns, so. So now it comes to the the other part of the movie that's going to detract from my score as well. They do decide to go find some beds. We get the song I Want Candy playing in the background as they sneak into fucking uh, Mimi and Petra's beds um, and just start copying feels on them, which is just absolutely horrible. Something you don't do. You don't do this. It's it's awful. I can't excuse this behavior. I'll excuse you dancing around and being stupid and saying a bunch of asinine shit all the time that doesn't make sense, but don't climb into some random chick's bed that does not want you. This this was definitely the what the fuck moment for me, because I don't remember this at all. I mean, granted, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but I was like, Jesus Christ, like, culturally, in the early 90s, we were all cool with this? Like, this didn't raise any eyebrows? We were. Oh, my God. I mean, think about it. Jersey Shore didn't happen until the 2000s. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh, Um, man. This is the part where it got me a little heated also. Because this scene doubled doubled downs on my negative points. Because in the beginning, I mentioned Petra was the oceanographer and Mimi was the botanist. However, Mimi's room is full of ocean-related stuff and Petra's room is full of plants. (laughs) Oh, shit. That's like that Joey Mazant trivia about the uh, swan and dolphin hotel. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. It's like they fucked up and put them in the wrong rooms, (laughs) like, for this scene. I'm shocked. I'm shocked at that, that something like this would happen in this movie. I really <laughs> yeah. am. I mean, I don't understand. It's so great otherwise. I know. It's, it's, it's no loopholes whatsoever in this movie. So I just, I don't, I don't get it. Nah, it just nah. it drove me crazy. I'm glad you pointed it out. So what are you down from a five to like a 4.8 now? <laughs> at, at least four point. Maybe I'm like the, the homeostasis on this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Excellent. <laughs> We're going to get it back to a hundred, baby. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so now it's the next morning, and we're treated some shots of animals um, bio, in the biodome eating and doing other various animal things. Um, we hear a parrot squawk, wake up and smell the coffee! Um, and we see homeostasis is at 100%. It came back up from his piss. Yep. Um, Faulkner comes in to congratulate everybody for a great first night. Um, at which point, Bud decides to congratulate themselves loudly for no reason. Um Faulkner says that the best thing is the homeostasis was maintained the entire night. Uh, at this point, Romulus notices that Bud has his toothbrush and has kind of what I describe best as a hissy fit. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's bad enough he has to share his air, food, and water with them, but he will not share his toothbrush. Bud tries to like tell him, no, it's cool, I dipped it in a Olivia's scope, like it's, it's been sanitized. Romulus calls him a simian. Doyle calls Romulus a dick, and then Romulus storms out. And Bud says, you know, you're the ones that wanted us to stay here. We didn't ask to be here, which is kind of true, but it still doesn't excuse terrible behavior. Um, Bud Rom- does Romulus say, was my favorite character in this movie. By oh, the way. I love Romulus in this movie. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
uh, Faulkner tells him they're right. They 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 didn't uh, ask to be here, but they need to be brought up to speed. And uh, before they get brought up to speed, though, I think we're going to take a quick break. Hey, guys, are you a guitar player and you like custom stuff? Well, if you are, uh, you've come to the wrong place, honestly. Uh, no, I'm just playing. My name's Joe, and I run a, a little company called Like My Pedals. And I don't believe in websites because they're for suckers. So if you want to find me, you got to go to facebook.com backslash like my pedals and send me a message. You know, when you look at the shelf and you just say, they never have exactly what I want. Well, that's kind of where I come into play for you here. You want a picture of a little tiny Yoda eating a frog's eggs and ruining every hope of Star Wars ever making a good series? Come to me. I'll put it on a pedal. I may not like the show, but I'm definitely not against selling it. Um, if you want electrolytes, because that's what guitar players crave, well, I'll make you a custom idiocracy pedal. You know, it's whatever you want, really, with Like My Pedals, because you want people to look at your board and say, man, I like your pedals. <laughs> 